Ganymede Station. They call it the breadbasket of the belt, because Ganymede is that rare body in the solar system with its own natural magnetosphere, a protective shield against radiation. It is what has made the moon's agridomes, fed sunlight from giant, orbiting mirrors, bountiful enough to supply the food to the rest of the belt and outer planets. It is also what makes Ganymede a favourite place for belters to give birth to children, minimising the potential for birth defects. For generations, Ganymede has grown from one of the first colonies in the outer planets to a thriving hub of millions of people. You and your crew run the Somalier, a small cargo ship that makes runs through the belt and outer planets, so you're often bringing or taking shipments from Ganymede. One of your regular clients is Almathea Ambrosels, a corporation based on Titan that supplies luxury items, wine, cheese, chocolate, and other delicacies from Earth and Mars. They sell mainly to high-class spas on Titan, to anyone else to pay what is a month's wages or more for most belters, for what amounts to be an expensive snack. Our story begins with a tight beam transmission. A tall, thin man with obviously belter features throws his cards down on the table. Tupac, coping, read him and weep. Is that all you got? A uh, lanky, tall man of the South Asian features, very obviously a Martian, just grins wide and tosses down his hand onto the table as well. It's a pair of kings. Ah, <laughs> Ain't as good as you think you are. What the? Uh, why are we getting a? Why are we getting a communication now? Don't you be? Uh, don't you be stacking the deck while I'm over there? <laughs> Make sure I remember what you've got. Mm-hmm. The uh, the Martian ambles over to the uh, to the terminal and smacks the button to open up the communications channel. This is uh, this is the Somalier receiving. My name's Theo Dodness. I have very little time to get this information across, but you have to listen. Cotton good, boss mong. What did he just say? He's just asking if everything's all right. Everything is not all right. My son has gone missing, and he's been accessing personal company files from Ganymede Station. I need you two gentlemen to track him down and bring him home. Just consider it another shipment. Dakoyo Zakong, Bosmang. I don't speak Belter. What is he saying? Well, uh, Mr. Darkness, he's just wondering why uh, why a couple of shippers like us are a better choice than station security for this. I don't own station security. Right. Let's just say they have two, you have two options on hand. One, you find my son. You do what I say. I pay off your mortgage on your ship. You don't find my son. You don't do what I say. You don't get any more shipments. Uh, Child the Belter looks over at the, the Martian. He's uh, the, the Martian Casey mutes the transmission. I agree with you. This is not good. This is going to be trouble. But we ain't got a choice. He cuts us off. We ain't got nothing out here. He cuts us off. We're going to float. But still, he's trying to hide from security. Yeah, it's not not good. This is a risky move. Yeah, it's fixing to get bad up here. He turns back to the the console and uh, unmutes it. 
Well, Mr. Dardanus, I don't. Uh, we'll we'll see what we can do to find your son. You got any uh, any information on where he's gone? All I know that his personal security passcode was coming from Ganymede Station. You should be able to track him down. Try and keep security out of this. I don't know who has bought and paid for them. Uh, all right. Well, we'll uh, we'll let you know if we find anything. You will let me know. He signs off. You asshole. Yeah. These are the ships that travel the void. These are the rebels they call terrorists. This is the spark that ignites the fuse. These are fortunes untold. So welcome back to Fortunes Untold. I'm Andrew. I'm Davery. I'm Chad. And this week we're doing the Expanse RPG with using the age system, modern age to be exact. Yeah, it's the uh, modern age variant from uh, Green Ronin. Mm-hmm. Which, from what I from what I understand, because we're actually going to be using the Quick Start rules that you can download for free right now. The Expanse, as of this recording, has not been released, but will be soon. And I'm not clear if it's going to be a. I believe it's going to be standalone. I don't think it's going to be like their world of Lazarus where it's a setting book for modern age. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to have a complete set of rules on its own, but I'm pretty confident it's going to be like 95% modern age. Yeah. yeah. Unless they're going to do future age, <laughs> which maybe they are. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I'm assuming from what I know. Yeah. I'm assuming it's based on the modern age rules. So yeah, it looks like a, a pretty hearty adventure. Can, you guys look like you're going to have some fun here. All right, can't wait uh, for that. So w- what are you expecting from this? I know we've dabbled with the age system before, off-layer, but... Well, I mean, as far as the system goes, yeah, we've uh, we've played a non-podcast adventure through Fantasy Age. For me, I'm it's less about the system and more about the Expanse because it's not... I'm only partway through the first book of the Expanse and I've not watched the TV show. Ah. <laughs> so uh, there's... You know, quite a bit I don't know about the setting. Right. And for me, I'm I'm also midway through the book and I, but I'm actually midway through the season too. So I'm a little first season. So I'm a little bit better in that situation. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely curious to check out the expanse setting. I'm also curious about modern slash future age and how they're gonna do it. Because like you said, we've done fantasy, so I, I know how elves cast fireballs in the system, but I'm really <laughs> curious to see like gun combat and ships and cybernetics and all the cool like future trappings. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, I've do, I've gone through book one. I'm halfway through book two. I've done the whole first series and I got to read the whole of the RPG Quick Start. Uh, so I'm a little bit further than both of you, which is probably for the best. Uh, I would hope so. Especially because yes. I'm going to be the one DMing this week. So Se- yes, a second time DMing ever. So I'm hoping you're going to know a little bit more than we do about this. <laughs> it always helps just to, for the DM to know a little bit more. Usually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so I guess one thing we should do just in case, like I assume that a lot of people who are going to be listening to this are going to be listening to it because they want to know more about the Expanse RPG. But just in case, maybe we should talk about the Expanse as we understand it and thus kind of describe the setting of the, the universe we're going to be playing in. Okay, that's easy enough to do. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I understand it from The Expanse and only having read, you know, part of the first book or about halfway through the first book. So it's a relatively near future sci-fi. Mm-hmm. I think it's like 200 years from now. Yeah, so relatively. I mean, we're yeah. not talking cyberpunk 2020 or anything. But We're not, we're not talking late speed. Yeah. yeah. But it's a relatively near future. It's limited to our solar system. Mm-hmm. So there's no no travel between galaxies. 
And there's a lot of tension between Earth, Mars, and the Belters. Yeah, the, right. Basically the outer planets. Yeah, the asteroid belts, all that. Mm-hmm. I think the Kuiper belt is specifically where yeah. they're all at. And there's a lot of uh, a lot of tension between those three factions, sort of you've got the old world powers and the sort of the oppressed outer fringe uh people. Right. And the T V series, I think much more so than at least the first book, does a good job of kind of like blowing out and pushing in on the tension. So you'll see like the fights between Detective Miller and a couple of belters who are getting agitated, and then you'll blow out to like the actual like NATO fights between Earth and the Belter like representatives who are maneuvering entire countries around. I did notice with the novels that the perspective definitely shifts you know, macro to uh, to micro quite a bit yeah. to give you a lot of different perspective. I, I feel like it does that incredibly well. It kind of gives you that kind of tiny element and then makes you feel part of it, makes the ma- micro much bigger in sense of the universe. Especially with uh, the the plight of the the belters, like you genuinely feel for them, like they've really got the short end of the stick on this one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think we had mentioned uh, off air when we were kind of just chatting about it. Chad kind of landed on this. It, it's very much got a sense of the uh, like post World War One, pre World War Two European tensions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like, uh, you, you definitely feel like, like I had mentioned, like the OPA specifically struck me as the the IRA in ireland in like i said like the 20s like right around the, the still when they were mostly uh idealistic the, yes thank you that's the word i was looking for more idealistic less jaded at mm-hmm. that point so mm-hmm. I, I i see like a lot of that especially like in the tv series at least a representation of anderson station yeah well this one you're on ganymede which is uh the great thing about ganymede is for where it's situated it can grow food all year round. I know this a little bit because I'm on book two. It literally feeds the Earth, Mars, and every, everybody. Like they're they're the bread. The, the colonies yeah. are shipping resources back back to the homeland. Yeah. yeah. So you know exactly like we chatted it. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean. <laughs> so yeah, that's a. Uh, it fits almost imperfectly. Not that our British player would know anything about no, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it, it's it's all uh, taxation. Oh, look at the time! <laughs> Gonna have to go. <laughs> um, and moving along, <laughs> <laughs> moving on swiftly. So, should we talk about the age system as well a little bit? Give some definition about yeah, the definitely. way the system works. Sure. So, at its base, the the age system works a lot like. Well, most RPG systems, you know, not all, obviously, but a bulk, the bulk of them, in that it is a dice roll plus ability plus skill, functionally, versus a target number. So specifically for the age system, it is a 3d6 roll. You add your ability, intelligence, strength, whatever, and then you add your focus. And focus is functionally a skill. It's whatever, it's a... Uh, subcategory of the ability that you are specifically trained in. So for example, intelligence might have engineering as a focus. So if you were if the GM is to ask for a role to say craft something, like you need to rig up a you know a uh, something to bypass a scanner on a door, you would roll 3d6 plus intelligence plus your engineering focus which would be an additional plus 2. Right. And then that total is versus whatever uh, versus whatever target number the GM sets. So it's very similar 
at its core, it's very similar to a lot of other systems, you know, the D20 systems and all of that. Yeah, I think the main thing that's a little different than the generic Dungeons & Dragons, Pathfinder, whatever, is there are nine attributes, and they're a little bit different. I mean, they're very similar. Like you're saying, like, strength is one of them, and that's kind of, you know, constitution and dexterity are are some of the big ones, and those are obvious. But then you have accuracy, you have communication, you have dexterity, fighting, intelligence, perception, strength, willpower. They, at least for the starting characters, they can range from a negative one to a four, I think. And again, a lot of what I'm basing that on is modern age, not the expanse. But I'm assuming the expanse is going to track to this. So you have a negative one to like a four. And I believe, because you do, it is a leveling system. Mm-hmm. Our characters are starting off at level one. And I believe as you level, you get the option to eventually increase those attributes. Yes, you do. So you might only be able to start with a fighting of three right now, but by the time you're 15th level, your fighting might be a seven. Yeah. There's also, the characters also get talents. Right. Which are uh, sort of like feats in in other systems, you know, organ, organized around different things relating to the attributes. For example, there's a talent called Maker in this, which you can use intelligence engineering to make items with the appropriate tools and materials. Yeah. Great. I know how to make stuff. So I'm playing Chao Sokolov, the medic of mm-hmm. the team, and one of the talents I have is called Knowledge because Chao is educated. He was uh, he attended med school. So whenever I succeed on an intelligence test that would normally give me a piece of information, I get two. So you you have things like that. You don't just necessarily get like, oh, if you have this talent, you get a plus four to that role or whatever. You'll get like specific, like you said, like feats, like mm-hmm. unusual abilities. Yeah, like, well, I'm playing Casey Catry, uh, which is a... Uh, a Martian, well, profession soldier, so, you know, kind of the heavy. And, you know, for example, that the one of her talents, well, he, in my case, is uh, grappling style, which if you fail an opposed grappling test to, to avoid being grappled, you basically can re-roll it okay, and keep nice. the second roll. So I have a second chance to get out of out of being pinned. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there are, there are various kind of things that it plays into uh, rather than just, like you said, rather than just being straight number bonuses which is kind of nice right and i guess kind of to cycle back to another part so when you're making your character you have uh there are different ways since it's not a class system like you're not a fighter you're not a wizard you're not anything like that you're just your character but it has a lot of different sub categories that your character can be part of and i think those little like slight adjustments added all together make up what was functionally your class so uh I'm looking at Chow, and he's got an origin of Belter, but I'm willing to bet Chad's character probably has origin like Martian or Inner or something yep. like that. Uh, yeah, Martian. Okay, yeah. So, uh, and because we're using pre-mades, we haven't been able to go through character creation, so this is a guess, but I'm guessing that probably having origin Belter gives my character a bonus to some attribute or gives him a talent that he wouldn't have otherwise as a Martian. Then I have a background of academic, so that... So you have your origin, where you're from, your background, what you did while you were there. So what you what you do when you were growing up. So for me, it was academic. I went through formal schooling all the time. I'm not sure what Chad's character has. Laborer. <laughs> oh, okay. So Chad's character grew up as, you know, working class and yep. doing that. And I also have a social class, which is middle, and then a profession expert. So I, I'm betting, again, those things are, like, profession expert is probably what gives Chow his medic and his medicine and security talents that he's going to use. Yeah. I'm like my character's profession is soldier, you know, or, uh, you know, origin Martian background is laborer and profession is soldier. So weirdly enough, I have 
some some combat skills in addition to a few technical skills. Right. And it's and to me that seems a, like that kind of builds a character history right there. You say, you know, like you said, Martian, laborer, soldier. I'm like, okay, well, it sounds like you were a Martian who was working on a farm or doing whatever and wanted to get out, maybe either explore the the belt or just make more money than you were going to hauling grapes for uh, someone <laughs> else's vineyard. So you signed up for the military. Yep, absolutely. It's just a kind of a quick sketch of who your character is. Right. And I know there are options in the other age systems that you can either randomly roll that or you can pick them. Yep, which I kind of like. I, I occasionally do like having the ability to just see where the dice take me. Yeah, because <laughs> sometimes it'll create a better story than I can come up yeah. with. Yeah, I mean, I do like to direct my character sometimes, but yeah, sometimes it's like, uh, inspire me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, it seems like you both of you guys have the system underhand, which is going to help. Um, well, I've read it, but not had a lot of firsthand experience. So this is going to be like a great opportunity to actually like implement the the reading I've done. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it myself. This one's a lot more structured than the last one I ran. So <laughs> I don't think it could be less. <laughs> <laughs> which I that, find incredibly helpful. <laughs> that, that'll take some of the burden off of you. Yeah. My brain's not going to be... I'm not going to be burning trying to come up with uh, random characters and drugs to fulfill. <laughs> well, maybe I will. I, you never know with these guys. Um, but it's fun watching you cross-eyed. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the smoke coming out from my ears. Now, one thing I will say that I, I'm not sure about this, so if you know we get... 45 minutes into the episode and I'm proven wrong. That's fine. Don't, you know, please don't tweet me. <laughs> um, is it looks like I'm guessing basically your hit points are these things down here, your fortune. Yeah. And looking at that versus my attacks, it looks like this game is probably going to be pretty lethal, yeah. which fits the the story of the expanse pretty well. Cause my character has a fortune of 15 and my pistol does two D six plus one. And it's not even a military-grade pistol. It's just like, oh, yeah, my character bought this in a back alley on series before he shipped out. So. Yeah, and, well, and I believe the Modern Age system kind of has a, has a rule set for determining lethality, mm -hmm. making the, the, the game a little grittier or a little less gritty. And, yeah, I agree. I think looking at this, it's probably leaning towards the grittier side. Yeah, because it looks like system. one good crit with that pistol, and it's over for Chow. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, you do... <laughs> Well, it is over for Chow. I was gonna say you do, um, you do detract your uh, toughness from it, but Chow doesn't have any toughness. So right. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> well, let's put it this way: Casey does, but it's two. Yep. The as he said, the pistols do two d six plus. So she just takes the edge off a little. <laughs> so yeah, this system is definitely deadly. I mean, even look at, look at your unarmed. Like unarmed's one d three plus one. That's right. that can be a quarter of your health. Right. Well, there. the thing is, for uh, my character, they actually have a talent called striking style. I do a d six base. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, two good punches to the face, and you kill somebody in a bar fight. Yeah, <laughs> kill so, an NPC. Pull, poor little Ted. Don't push me. <laughs> Other than that, I think a lot of the the rules that are going to be in the game will just be shown through gameplay. Yeah, yeah I would agree that all the combat and stunts, which is going to be an interesting thing, right? We'll uh, we'll we'll show how that works in play. Well, I don't think there's too much other background stuff that needs to be sketched out here. No, nope. I think uh, we should get to it. It seems pretty straightforward. And gentlemen, welcome to the expanse. All right, let's go. Cue dramatic music. <laughs> So, gentlemen, you find your ship docked at the Ganymede station. What are you going to do? Casey uh, looks over at Chow. Well, uh, I reckon we probably need to check in the cargo we're carrying first. And uh, 
Well, then we can figure out something from there. Yeah, let's get this unloaded. Then figure out our next move. This is not what I needed. And yeah, they'll, uh, Casey at least is going to go tramping out into the docks and uh, look for the... Given that this is the Expanse, I'm assuming it's probably all automated. A lot of it, there is. There's a lot of automation. Smaller ships don't that are tighter don't have that kind of sense, but yours is because you're ha- luxury goods, they'll be all automated. It's machines that just kind of, I think, take full-size containers out of your cargo hold. As you look around, you'll probably see a bunch of dock workers, dock workers making sure that there's nothing, no problems have, happening, mechanics. And then there's the, the guys up top in the kind of the glassed off area. They'll be monitoring the inflow and the outflow, I'm making s- sure everything's there. And I'm assuming we've got like one of the cool like clear plastic things with the uh, pictures, the like almost holographic looking pictures inside them. And we're going to like scan that at a, a desk or something to like check it in. Or- yeah. Yeah. They're like as, as you go up, there's a there's a someone at someone at the desk uh, dropping off or picking up. Dropping off this load of this load of ambrosial gear. Ah, Ambrosia. That uh, they they do quite a lot of business out here. Yeah, you gotta have something to look forward to, I guess. <laughs> Especially if you sneak or something. So, uh, gentlemen, will you anything else I can help you with? Well, we're looking. Uh, we're hearing there might have been a some discrepancy, maybe with the previous. Ambrosial shipment. We're trying to. We've been asked to to try and investigate it a little bit while I was here. Uh, we 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 don't. Uh, we, we we don't get no descriptions here. There's no there's a, there's no call for allegations like that. Uh, don't worry, Copang. This nothing serious. If it's serious, they call station. Yeah. Uh, the, they just uh, ask us to look at it because we were the next guys in line. Uh, 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 um. Uh, well. Um. Time for a roll, gentlemen. Right. <laughs> so yeah, so so Chow will try and and reassure this guy that it's fine, it's nothing to sweat, all that. So, yeah, like, Everything fine. You just let me, uh, you just let me do a couple of quick taps, get in and out, no problem. Okay, so wh- what are you rolling for, Medivri? So uh, Chow is mostly talented at his communication. Okay. So I think I'm going to try and yeah, just I'm, I'm basically going to try and sweet talk this guy. So are you a plus two, plus three? Communication of two. Ooh. Yeah, so uh, I would roll 3d6 plus monkey communication of two. I don't have any, what, I, what are they called? Uh, foci? Uh, focuses? Focuses, yeah. Yeah. I don't have any of those under communication. Um, I do have, uh, under intelligence, I do have security, which specifically says it, this focus accounts for child's knowledge of different security devices, systems, protocols, and personnel. So if I can kind of maybe use that to say like, yeah, look, this is just a standard operation. This is SOP. There's nothing weird about this. We're just here on a very minor, like non-official capacity. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Now, we're going to talk, before you start rolling, we're going to talk about stunts. A little bit of insight into the system, which I need you to have your two normal die and one die that's a little bit different. It's going to be called your drama die. It's the dramatic one. (laughs) So, basically, you get stunt points when you roll doubles. Okay. And you get the amount of stunt points on your drama die. So, if you roll a six, a six, and a six, you get six stunt points, if that's what your drama die is. If you roll a six, a six, and you get a one on your drama die, you get one stunt point. 
Right. Now, we, I guess we should say also that those doubles aren't just the other two dice. It's any two of the three. Yes. So if the stunt die matches one of the regular die, you still trigger the stunt points. Yes, you do. Okay. Now, those stunts need to be used immediately. The It's kind of like exploding. I guess okay. Like you, you would could use that terminology. And you can pick through one of the various stunts to help with how many stunt points you get, which will help with what you're trying to achieve. Okay. All right. Well, let me go ahead and roll my 3d6. Uh, well, I didn't get anything that would give that because I got a total of nine on the dice plus two for communication is an 11 plus two for my focus. So that's a total of 13. 13. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you get in there and um, he turns out and he goes, well, if it's not in an official capacity, I, I guess I could let you have a look at my systems and, <laughs> and see what happened. I was a bit unsure myself, but I don't want to get into trouble. I appreciate it. We'll keep your name out of this, Kai. I pr- appreciate it. <laughs> so given that, Casey's going to start digging through the terminal. Cool. <laughs> uh, and looking for, we know it was, uh, what was it in Kai? Kai. Kai Dardanus. Kai, Kai Dardanus. Was using his code to look at shipping manifests so what Casey's going to do despite not being a hacker she does have some or he does have some technical skill is uh, start looking through the logs and see if he can figure out what manifests he was looking at because okay. that might tell us where this stuff is stored or where it went right because okay. if, if we think about it the the cargo manifests are going to be accessed by ambrosial officials and dock you know, like this guy at the dock here. But if there's anybody else who's accessing it, and probably security station might scoop through it. But if there's like a fourth one that pops up, that's probably Kai's access code. And we know his access code was used. And that'll kind of give us maybe the, some leads to work on. Okay. Yep. So you want to roll? And what are you rolling? Well, I'm going to assume that's going to be an intelligence test. Cool. Which, unfortunately, my intelligence is zero. Um, I do have the focus of engineering, but I'm really not sure that I can argue that I can realistically argue that that is functionally good for what I would consider to be more of a just general computers check. Okay. Because it's specifically making, repairing, and maintaining technical logical items as well as knowledge of the principles and practicalities of design and development. So I really don't think that it really gives me super hacking abilities, unfortunately, sure. as much as I would like to claim that. So in this case... So just you're rolling your 3D? Yeah, it's just going to be a 3D6 because I have no stat bonus either. Well, okay. so now we can get into this. I don't know what the rules are for aiding another. Could Chow maybe... Because, again, I do have security. Could I maybe offer a couple of suggestions? Like, why don't you check to see if someone was accessing out of hours or something like that so that he's... Basically just to do that, to, to give a, a little bit of an assist to see if I can give him some bonus. Since Since my security won't probably directly affect this role so it shouldn't make it wouldn't make sense for me to make the role but maybe it could complement enough to yeah that should be fine so you both roll and david we add your stun die okay well i think we add whoever gets who gets the highest stun die right okay, okay so let's both roll um i got a i got a total of 11 uh i got a total of 14 Okay, so you definitely got higher than me. Uh, my stunt die is a two. My stunt die is a three. <laughs> okay, so basically I didn't help you at all. <laughs> wow. Um, so you got a... I got a 14, which 14. is actually pretty good on yeah. just a straight three that's, to six. Uh, yeah, that's that's a lot higher than I expected. Okay. But so, I had no double, so I don't technically get a stunt. Right. So oh. what were you looking into again? Essentially, 
uh, Casey's trying to comb through the access logs and see if it, if she can locate Kai's access. Okay. Because it may be something obvious, like you know, uh, Kai one two three or something, you know. And what he was doing in the system? What was he looking at? Because if I can find he was looking at a particular manifest, maybe we can track down who it was going to, where it was going, where it's stored, something to maybe help us physically locate him. Yeah, if he's been if he's been missing for a year and now he pops up to check this manifest, this has got to be the big clue. Yeah, there's a good chance that maybe he's wanting something from it or to intercept it or. Well, the thing is, it's just a stand. Uh, you he you pinpoint. Everyone has like. There's all these different codes in there, and they all look standard. There's like the one seven dash five five three, except there's there's a smaller one that's like zero 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 one eight four, and it's like a it's a higher level code, so that would stand out by itself. It's just looking at the genuine items, like the just normal like expensive items, like it's looking at the higher end brandies and wines and stuff like that. And the cigars is looking for like a particular shipment that has a lot of these items. Okay. However, you do notice one thing. It's where the login came from, like the where the initial login came from. Like the physical terminal. The the physical terminal is a it's a like a a residential code for Ganymede. And it is. <laughs> and if you if you were to like look up that code, you would find that it's a club called La Cage. La Cage. <laughs> Alright, so you said that basically he's just looking up high high end items. Yeah. Um real quick while we're already logged in, yep. let's double check. Do they all are is there any sort of pattern to them? Is it like he was only looking up the high end items that came from a shipment from Africa or from the belt or on this particular ship or anything like that? He was looking for... It doesn't look like he was looking for a particular shipment. It looks like he was looking for a shipment that is worth a lot. Sort by value sort of thing? Yeah, sort by like highest to lowest. Okay. Um, Well, given that, what's the highest value shipment? And where is it? The highest value shipment has gone missing. Oh. Where was it? <laughs> it was it was in the docks, but essentially it was turned over, and that, that it's gone like and from there it's kind of like where it dead ends, like who it was turned over to. Oh, so it's just marked as delivered, but delivered like it's, it's delivered to blank. Yeah, like look when you get that, it's like that message on Amazon that you get, and it's like delivered, and you're like, there's no box outside of my door. Like that's <laughs> that's okay. essentially what it is. It's been delivered to blank, nothing there. Hmm. Well, either that thing's still sitting wherever it was, it's been run off with, uh, or our buddy, uh, our buddy intercepted it. Maybe. Yeah. Let's let's go find the the dock master again. Oh, he's 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 standing right behind you trying okay. to peek over and, and make sure you're not doing anything. Um, don't don't mind my 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 game of uh, so I'll hold up my little Candy Crush. <laughs> I'll hold up my little clear data pad and point to the uh, the the missing shipment, the shipment delivered to blank. Copang, does this stand out to you for any reason? Do you remember anything about this one? Um, yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah, that was that that was a a high end shipment. That one was well sealed and everything. Um, it was picked up the other day. 
Do you remember, on station. Do you remember by who? Um, they weren't too, too, they didn't show off too much of themselves, but I definitely got the smell of some OPA. All right. I, I ain't thinking we're going to find too much else here. I'm going to go check out uh, La Cage. <laughs> Let's go see what they got. Thanks again, Otama. We appreciate your help. You're not going to tell anyone about this now, are you? We keep your name out. I, saw it. I already told you that. Good. Wait, did I give you my name? <laughs> <laughs> I guess you won't know, will you? <laughs> you just see him kind of like freaking out as you walk away. <laughs> Why does the Doc Master sound like a pubescent uh, old-timey prospector? Because <laughs> <laughs> he is a pubescent old-timey prospector. <laughs> so what are we going to be looking for here at La Cage? Ah... Uh, well, if he's been using a terminal there, I suspect he is. Uh, I don't even know what this place is, but given the name, you know. What was this terminal used multiple times, or is it just one time at like a just one time? Okay, so he may not be a regular, but he may be. You never know. Not gonna know till you go there and buy me a drink. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. Yeah, let's check this place out. If uh, if there ain't public terminals available in it, it means they got a deeper. Uh, there's something deeper going on in that particular place. That's true. So, so are you going to are you wanting to figure out where the leakage is, or are you wanting to go research a bit more before you go storming in there? And uh, I say we just storm in, man. Let's go. Let's look at a station map and say, oh, okay, here we go. You right. are here. They are Ooh. there. Okay, so. Um, you go to the station map, and it's like, you're here. Let's take take tunnel 3B to this one direction. Turn left, two blocks down. There you have La Cage. La Cage is one of the few licensed brothels on Ganymede Station. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy your time. <laughs> Guess we know what he's been doing with his money. <laughs> Laying about in a brothel for a year? I mean, I got some stamina, but man. <laughs> All right, let's head on. <laughs> so uh, let's not respond to that. <laughs> let's not. You guys uh, <laughs> heading heading towards it. You get in your tube and you're 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 moving through Ganymede Station. Um, you do see certain signs for OPA here and there. The the fight for the bail, like all these other different things. Um, Belters rights, and uh, as you pull up, it's a, it's actually a one of the nicer streets to pull onto. There's some nice dining establishments, some nice bars, restaurants, and other businesses. You've got local vendors, probably clothing stores and stuff like that. But it's 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 probably like the fake night, like the lights have dimmed. Okay. To to basically say this is nighttime now, and as you enter, now it could be just nighttime on the street. That may be the the way they look at it or the way they go for but as you're walking down this this street there's it's it's a nice it's a nicer area all right as we're going down the street uh, it specifically lists in chow's uh, write-up that he has an opa tattoo on his arm yeah so i'm gonna roll my sleeves down and button it up and cover that up because they clearly have a strong presence here but i haven't quite figured out if that's a positive or a negative thing <laughs> so i'm not gonna advertise the fact that when i was younger i was a member Ah, okay. So you hear the, there's like, I wouldn't say like 
there's space seductive music coming out of it. It's <laughs> the best description. So um, sitars, uh, yeah, um, theremin. Um, yeah, there you go. You can you can hear it, and it's got like those saloon doors because you don't really need to keep out. Um, like there's nothing to keep out on Ganymede Station. So yeah, it's, it's all a controlled, climate controlled. It's climate so, yeah. controlled. So, um, but it's like the old the old west saloon doors that you can walk through. <laughs> of course, they're both shaped like one shaped like a man and one shaped like a woman, and they're both like engaged. <laughs> um, <laughs> classy. <laughs> it's hey, it's a classy place. Um, it's made out of rich mahogany. <laughs> that, that's the class. Smells <laughs> of sandalwood. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you guys can. Head on it if you feel like it. All right. Yeah. I ain't sure I can afford this place, but let's see. So as you as you walk in, um, you notice like a lounge. There's there's a front desk. There's a bar to the side. Um, a couple of patrons here and there. Most of them just taking in drinks, talking to different people. And there's the barman. He's there cleaning his glass. <laughs> the one glass that's perpetually dirty. Um, and there's... It doesn't look like there's anyone at the, the main stand. I think it's a bit too early for them to be, like, that full. So, it's, I guess it's just, like, seat yourself. All right, so, yeah, let's go to the bar. And... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two rom, one for me, one for my friend. He's paying. <laughs> what would you like? Different labels? We got top. We got uh, <laughs> the top, the finest liquors that you can find here on Ganymede Station. Some actually are produced here on Ganymede Station. We've got a nice wine selection. Um, and he put, takes that wine list and he puts it down in front of you. And we've got our medium self liquors. These, are, these come off station. A little bit, little bit different. Something, something for you to taste. We've got, uh, and he just starts going through all these lists of different stuff. He goes, or I can make you a custom martini or cocktail, whatever just, you need. Just give me two of those. I'm not too picky right now. And I'll just point towards the relatively inexpensive ones. And so he, he, he takes them off the shelf, takes two glasses, puts them down in front of you. Pours you each, um, pours you each a shot, puts the the bottle back on the the other side of the bar. Cause gentleman looking for action this evening. I ain't gonna say no just yet, but uh, we're here. Well, we're here to relax first. We might be here on a little bit of little bit of business. Hmm. Looking for uh, for an old friend of ours. An old friend, you say? Well, we've got plenty of friends in each one of our rooms. Are they old friends? <laughs> old, old nude bar blue, whatever you want. Now, we're looking for an old uh, old shipmate of ours. Fella, fella named Kai. 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 Yeah, last we heard, he was, uh, he was around here. We actually... He had to run off in a hurry. We still he's he still got a, got uh, an outstanding share. We got to pay out to him. Kai has a share on a ship, you say. And when was the when did the manifest get accessed? Relatively recently, like it's, uh, it's like a week ago, a month uh, ago, probably within the last couple of days. Actually, oh, okay. Like that's I think I think the immediacy of the that tight beam was. Mm. The dude probably saw the... Got a big red warning flag. The big red warning flag kicks in. He looks up who's close to the station, who he has sway with, and then gives you guys a call. Okay, so we... So yeah, this story, this story could track. Yeah. Yeah, he was a... 
And Casey just Casey's just gonna lean into it. Yeah, he was. He probably don't care. He seemed like he was a he was a rich kid just uh, making a run for fun. But the slumo with the belt, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to keep our keep our books straight. He turns his back and he goes, "I don't think I know no cat." All right. In that t- in that case, Casey is uh, actually going to lean forward, and assuming there aren't any heavies around. He's actually going to grab the the back of the bartender's uh, apron and pull him back towards him to the bar and just quietly, look, I know what I'm being lied to. Gentlemen, I don't think you understand the predicament you have just elevated yourselves into. Chow will put his hands up with big belter gesture. Hold on now. Yeah, we don't want no problems. We're just looking for our friend. We don't want to fight. And he's going to look directly at Casey when he says very slowly, we don't want to fight. And he's going to turn and look back at the bartender. We're just looking for our friend. Not trouble. Now, I don't <laughs> mind a little trouble. The two may be intertwined. You may not get an option in what you get. We'll start talking and we'll make that... Uh determination ourselves and Casey will turn loose of the uh loosen his grip on the uh on his apron but he's he's still gonna give him the give him the evil eye so do you want to roll for intimidation if he's not talking okay let's roll um we're gonna do a uh we're gonna do an opposed test Okay, so okay. how do opposed rolls work in this? Is it just the obvious, you each roll 3d6, whoever gets higher, done? Yep, um, you also get to add in your... Yes, it does, but you also get to, you get guys get to add in your focuses and anything else that you right. may be so able to adhere to. Casey is very strong. I have a strength of three. I also have the focus of mighty, or of might. So Casey, as the bartender turns around, is going to casually pick up a metal ashtray or the functional equivalent and just crumple it okay and chow is not because once this goes sideways i want to be able to plausibly play good cop <laughs> you're the the character you're dealing with although he may be a barman i don't think this is strictly a bar owned by a normal businessman if That's you fine. get what i'm saying <laughs> so he's got a strength of two and uh one of his talents, well, his talents don't really... Uh, I'm going to argue that this is an intimidate check. He's probably not not going to be resisting me with strength. Okay, so it counts to <laughs> probably... Willpower, maybe? Willpower. Yeah, I'll go for willpower on this one. You can roll. hear the die rolling. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ugh. That doesn't sound good there, uh... No, um, let's just say if you can beat nine. Uh, I think I beat that very handily plus stunts. Oh. Because uh, I have a, <laughs> so I rolled two fives and a six. Wow. The My strength is a three, and then my might gives me a focus of two. <laughs> All right. So that's a 21 and six stunt points, if I'm not mistaken. So, what uh, stunt would you like to use? <laughs> so, so now we have an opportunity to actually talk about stunts. Yep, exactly. Um, again, we're going to be using the modern age book since we don't have the full expanse book. 
But yeah, there are, because stunts are, it's not just for combat. Like anytime you're making a role, like you can have these opportunities. So they have huge charts. And then I guess you can probably make up your own, but I don't think any of us are good enough to make up our own just yet. (laughs) So uh, yeah, it looks like they have rules for general social stunts. They have attitude stunts, things like that. So I think like a lot of those are going to be appropriate. And correct me if I'm wrong here, but I believe, so Chad, you said you rolled a six on your stunt die? Yeah. So you get six points. You don't have to spend just, you don't have to buy just one stunt. You've got those, it's those points worth of stuff. Yeah, you can spend up to six points on various stuff. Well, looking at the, and I'm, there, there is a list of social stunts in the Expanse quick start rules, but it is okay. definitely a little bit uh, smaller than the full list within the Modern Age book. Right. So, oh, yeah, like they only have like four in the Expanse, whereas they have like a full chart. Yeah. Yep. So if, uh, that being the case, <laughs> hmm. so honestly, though, I think I'm going to, I'm probably going to do what David was talking about. I'm going to actually split it since I have so many stunt points for this. Okay. And just in case, I'm going to go with uh, Impress, which is one to three. Yep. Uh, stunt points, I'm going to go ahead and spend three. Okay. Which basically gives me an additional three points on any additional social tests against this target. Okay. To your next social test. Yeah, the next social test. Yeah. I don't think I need the additional points on this social (laughs) test, to be honest. Oh, hey, you know, there's one called Good Cop, Bad Cop. Yes, there is, and I was just looking at that as well. (laughs) So, which is, choose an ally to immediately make a test in seeming opposition to the one you just made with the same target. If they succeed, rather than guarding the usual results, they prompt a target to give up a secret you didn't already know. That sounds like a fantastic one, and it's also three points. Given that, can I pass... Given that we're using those in combination... Can he use the plus three from the impress on his roll? Yeah. That's insane. Wow. Okay. Let's do that. So, yeah, like I said, he's, uh, Chow's got his hands up, big belter, big wide belter symbol for, we don't want any trouble, you know, any of that stuff. He's like, listen, my friend, we're not here to try and cause no trouble. We don't want station security down here. We're just looking for Kai. Then we want to just walk on out of here. And I will, I will make my roll. Cool. All right, so I rolled a total of 12 on the dice, plus two for communication is a 14. However, I also rolled two threes and got six points. <laughs> plus you get the three from my plus previous impress. That's a good point. So that's actually a total of plus five. So that's 17 with six stunt points. Uh, um, so we're going to impress him again and good cup, bad cup him again. We're going to keep just chaining this. This is going to be like a Street Fighter 2 combo. <laughs> I, do, I do it like uh, he tells you his life story. Like, <laughs> he, he, just, he pulls out a bottle, a bottle of the, the nastiest stuff, starts drinking. He's like, when I was born, <laughs> I was born a poor earth boy. <laughs> a poor belter child. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Wow. Um. So, no, he... he, he he turns and he goes, "You guys look like you've got you. You look like you care about Kai. I, I, I don't. I don't want to get hurt. I don't get paid enough to get hurt. And and Kai was here, but he's gone now. If if you want really to know what happened, you gotta have to talk to the boss. You might not want to talk to the boss though. But boss isn't this place." Is a front. We're not. 
Yeah, we kind of figured as much. Yeah, but the, it's a front for some really nasty guys, not a front for people you want to be normally involved with. I tell you what, Copang, we don't want to get, we don't want to cause any trouble between you and your boss. We certainly don't want to get on your boss's bad side. How about you let us take a peek at that terminal Kai was using here? Yeah, I can. Um, although Orin's been mad at Mister Aquilo's been. He's been mighty sad since Kai's been gone. He's, I, I dare say, he loved he loved the little guy. It's like he's, they were. He, he he may help you find him if you're if you're looking to 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 just find him. He's been looking for him himself. You said that's Oren, Oren, Oren Aquilo. He's he's the boss of this here establishment, and it's just, he's. Let's just put it this way. Hey, you might want to deal with him. He, I, you might, but like, take, take your, be careful with him. Don't, don't get aggressive like you did with me. He's, uh, he's, he's mighty handy with a pistol and he doesn't mind to use it. All right. You say he and Kai had a relationship. Uh, to, to Kai, he loved Kai. Him and right. Kai were, uh, were, uh, were in love, I dare say. They're romantical kind. All right. Mr. Akio here. He, 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 Orn's, Orn's upstairs. Uh, the, let me go get him. And he, uh, he, he puts the, the bottle down in front of you guys and like gets up and, and walks up, up the stairs. Child turned to Casey. I can't believe that worked. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? Me either, but <laughs> I, I ain't going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Maybe we should try punching people more often. <laughs> I'm down with that. <laughs> Well, I think part of the reason that I was thinking about it was uh, health services are expensive. <laughs> like, and you're just thinking, you cry, you crush that can, and then you were like, you thought, well, this is going to be a fight. Might as well lean into it. And then you were like, oh, no, good cop. And he was like, oh, I see a way not to get my, face, <laughs> my teeth punched in. Um, so, yeah. Um, Aquilo comes down the stairs. And uh, he walks in to see you guys, and there's two big heavies standing right behind him. He and they're not—they're not hiding the fact that they're strapped. Um, they've got, and he sits down at a table. Not the—he doesn't come up to the bar. He sits down at a table, and it's probably the nicest table in the establishment. Put, reaches his hand, reaches his hand out to the two chairs, and says, "Why don't you two gentlemen take a seat?" Pleasure to make your acquaintance. All right, Mr. Quillo. I hear you're looking for Kai. We are. We're, uh, seems like something might have happened to him. I hope nothing has happened to him. He is a wonderful being. Kai's been, uh, Kai's been on walkabout for a while now. We'll make sure everything's safe with him, okay? You're good. You're looking to... You're making sure he's okay. That's right. Let me uh, let me level with you just a little bit here, all right? Kai's daddy wants to know he's all right. Apparently, he, uh, he suddenly popped up looking back into the family business. I hadn't heard from him forever. We get roped in because uh, it was apparently here on the station. We happened to be nearby. 
he wants to make sure a little fella's still alive out there and ain't somebody else has just uh, beat beat his access code out of him and dumped him out an airlock. And now we come trying to find out, and he seems to be gone. Guy stayed with me for a while. We had a wonderful, wonderful time together. He was trying to escape his parents. They were like a, a cage for him. I gave him freedom. Yeah, I can't blame him for that. So, and I ain't trying to bring him nowhere. I, they just... <laughs> I ain't stationed security. I ain't looking to wrangle like nobody, rustle him out of here. But we're uh, we're under <laughs> we're under contract to his daddy. He's twisting our arm to make sure he's all right. We just want to be able to tell him, yeah, he's all right and he's alive. You can come get him yourself if you want him. That's right. If we leave here empty-handed... He's not going to contract out with us anymore. All right. Maybe, maybe I can help you, gentlemen. Uh, he was here. He did stay. I. So he looks. He looks at you guys like he's. He's like he's lost his pu- his puppy. He's like he's, somebody stole his sunshine, and uh, one of his, one of the hulking guys behind him turns around, whispers in his ear. Why didn't you tell me this earlier? What What do you mean? Bring Bring her out here. Bring 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 Elise out here now. So, he, the gentleman gets up and leaves. Everything good. It turns out there was information that wasn't disclosed to me until this moment here. Brings her back out and plops her down in the seat. And plops her down in the seat. Says, please explain to these gentlemen, which I was only just acquainted with, I've only just been acquainted with, what you should have told me three days ago. Yeah, that's it. Let's all just take a breather. Don't I understand you're upset, but you know, let's let's all take a breather and not not scare the poor girl. Yeah. She can tell us what we, what we need to know. Yeah. How is Elise looking? She's a, she, she's used to this environment. Like it's that's her boss. Like um, so she's she's kind of she's used to the environment, and she's just like it's. I just I I didn't think it was important. Kai Kai. Kai uh, she, right, just, I, heard, I overheard him talking. He was on the comm, and he just. He, all, the only thing I could really make out was, and it was the, it was just before he left, was 57-D. 57-D. Everything's going good. Everything's fine. going to be all right. Just tell us what you know. So you heard Kai three days ago say 57-D. Yeah. How'd he sound? He, he sounded confident. He sounded almost like, almost jovial about it. Like, it was like he was, he was, it's it was like something he'd been waiting to hear. It's 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 weird. Like he he got the call, he he brightened up, and he he just he dashed off. All right, seven D. Does that sound like? Actually, I guess out of character. Is that a is that an address sort of thing here in the Ganymede Station? Something we might recognize from the dock. Is that a or... level name or something like that? Yeah. yeah, like like is that like their leveling system or is that yeah like like a, a docking bay or yeah. You did see things mentioned at the docks of uh, 
that like that same general format yeah it's um it turns out it's it's a storage area on ganymede docks okay so it's it's let's go storage war man can we <laughs> can we pay five credits and get the door open and all? <laughs> no you have to fight three other guys who are uh really fictional characters to <laughs> to to get uh, to get to the carefully arranged loot that was put inside so this is this is my rich uh uh, guess what I found in this locker? A rich, a rich corporation guy's son. But he's mine now because I bought him. Um, <laughs> Them's the rules. On Space Storage Wars. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically one of the references you saw when you were at the docks was that 57D. And it's a, it's a part of the docks. It's like a, so a, a very out-of-the-way storage area, like at the end. All right. So, uh, yeah, Chow will look back to Elise now. Did Kai ever mention to you maybe having some sort of like, did he ever have a lot of friends that come in here more than once? Um, he didn't get a chance. He, she kind of looks at you like, and her eyes go big and she's kind of like looking at, she's looking at you specifically, Davey, or your, your character Chow, <laughs> because if she looks at you, you're sitting closer to her so she can be angled away from Orn. Okay. And uh, she goes... She didn't have a chance. He didn't have a chance to make lots of friends. Yeah, mm. he was always busy with with the love of his life. I got you. Okay. All right. Well, darling, if, if that's it, yep, that's that's all I know. And Orin goes, "You can leave." All right. Well, we'll me put you. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's fine. If you find anything, if you find Kai, bring him back here. Well. Uh... We'll make sure the little fellow's all right, or if, if heavens forbid, there's something has happened to him, we will be sure to let you know. Please. Real quick, Mr. Akilo, if we're going to be going down to 57D, we're going to be going out of the way here. It all right? We drop your name? <laughs> Whatever it takes to get him back. All right. Well, appreciate the information, sir. We'll see what we can find, and we'll let you know. Chow, you ready to uh, continue this investigation elsewhere? Thank he kind of jerks his head towards the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Chow's like, no, thank you. Let's go. As you're walking out the door, you you see him turn to one of his lugs, and he looks at one of his lugs, and he looks at you. You just catch that. As you, mm-hmm. you leave. Yeah, and uh, Casey kind of leans down towards Chow. I strongly suspect that Kai might be happier with his family. Than with uh, our friend Aquilo there. I think you're right, friend. There's a uh, there's ever a man I've seen that thought people as possessions as opposed to people. That's one of them. As you're moving through the docks, I assume that you guys wanted to go to the docks. <laughs> yeah, well, let's go you to Fifty Seven D. I was going to go shopping, oh, well, maybe have lunch. There's some there, there's some nice shoe stores. Ooh, down the maybe we could I go think... to like a like a noodle store or something since it's a future. Yeah, <laughs> and of course, in the future, it's all noodle stands. It's always noodle stands everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> but you're on Ganymede, so it's not normal noodles. They're like the fungus noodles. They're fungus noodles. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we are. I, I assume we are intending to head to the docks. Yes. Okay, so. Um, as you're heading towards the the docks, do you come to the beginning of the docks again? You see uh the the old man. Hey, 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 hey guys, how's it going? Uh, not telling anyone about what I told you, did you? <laughs> we haven't told nobody, but uh, we haven't told nobody, Baradna. Oh, good, cause uh, yeah, good. Um, well, what brings you back here? You ready to leave and never come back? Not asking more weird questions. 
We uh, need to head over to 57D. 57, oh, 57D, that's easy. That's, um, you, t- you just basically, you head down to the end of the, at the end of the, where you see all the containers is, there's another room back there. That's 57D. It's a, it's a storage room for, it, it can be used for, for refrigeration or whatever, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's all the way back down there. I don't know what's in it right now. It's, uh, sometimes, uh, stuff gets a bit muddled, but it seems you head on down and have a look. Uh, mm. I'll let you buy, uh, if, if, uh, if the, if anyone asks you, just tell them Frank sent you. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Chow will touch his forehead mm-hmm. and like the belter. Pake, oh man, mm. we appreciate it. <laughs> Casey just kind of shakes his head a little bit. Come on, Chow. All right. Once we once we get well past the old man, yeah. So we're gonna have to go all the way down here, head out into the back where nobody can see us mm-hmm. in a perfect place for an ambush. Well, also makes me wonder. This thing's used for refrigeration. That's the sort of place bodies end up. Yeah. And uh, but you, there's nothing like alarming about it as as you're heading down there, though. You do see people working back and forth. There's the different inspectors making sure the machines are running. All the machines are pulling off different ships. It's just like you wouldn't stick the refrigeration units right where the massive traffic would come through. Right. You can, but you, but guys. A healthy dose of paranoia is always good in the game. So um, I'm not going to say. Before now, I'm, exactly. I'm, 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 I just uh, there is you're not. It's not like you're walking into the, like the dark, dingy part of the docks. <laughs> Regardless, like Casey is making sure that his uh, pistol is at hand. So you're taking off the the like. Yeah, undoing the strap there. Yep. So making sure it's it's easy. And once we're a good halfway down the the path of the docks. I want to try and make a check since the boss nodded, uh, Oren, since Oren nodded at one of his flunkies, I want to see if that guy's trailing us. Actually, yeah, that's, I guess, um, we're going to roll, a, roll an oppose check yeah. just to see if uh, you yeah. can see him. Let's keep an eye. I'll make sure that, uh, that leg breaker isn't still following us, Kai. Yep. Let's see, that is a total of nine eleven plus mine is, no, it's perception. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's 11 plus my perception of one. So that's a 12. Well, let me see what Casey gets. <laughs> uh, no, Casey gets a seven. Uh, <laughs> you, you do see someone, but he genuinely looks lost. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, I rolled, I rolled an eight. So you go, but you do see someone and he's probably one of the funkies, but he does look like he got lost following you. <laughs> and he's like, he's talking to one of the guys and they're like, it looks like they're talking to one of the guys and they're having an argument. Like, what are you doing here? Who the hell are you? Get on, get the, this place is dangerous. You sell the robot. And you can see him pointing at the big machines and they're just like, <laughs> even the, the dude's like, uh, uh, cause he doesn't realize how dangerous these machines are. <laughs> now he's getting the full Asha spiel. Yeah, Asha like, spiel. You're going to have to get off of here. You're not registered to be here. And the dude's like, oh, he goes, I don't give a crap who you're working for. You can get off my dog. <laughs> I know like blood smears are hard to clean up. Get out, especially in zero G out. He ran into the union steward. <laughs> so, so yeah, Chow will kind of gesture back at him. The Pashangwala has followed us. Why don't we try and lose him over here? So let's let's make a little slip away. Okay. Duck through some con- through some stacks of containers and if you want to roll for it too, see how well you get away. All right. So I don't know if this is one of those like group checks again or if it's 
individuals or how i think i think when you are attempting to do something as a group like stealth like the whole group is trying to hide i think it's generally done as a group you can do it as a group check, check. okay so do the same thing like we did with the eight another um i believe so and i may be may be wrong but that's why we should do it andrew does that sound good to you yeah it's fine All and right. i think this is uh i think stealth is covered by dexterity most of your most yeah. of those skills i believe are covered by dexterity it, it, it says how it affects how quickly and gracefully you move so, so. that's what i'm guessing well, I rolled low, but I rolled great on my stunt die. Uh, I rolled high and decently on my stunt die because I rolled a 16 before adding my dexterity, which gives me an 18, and I got a 4 on my stunt die. I got a 5 on my stunt die. Oh, there you go. So okay. so we repl- I guess we add mine to yours. Is that right? Yeah, you yeah. add the stunt die. So you got what now? Uh, I have a total of 18. Plus my 5 for a 23? Yes. Plus, we got five points to spend in, st- in stunts. <laughs> you become like the shadows. I was going to say, ninja vanish. Like, right. right. <laughs> Literally feed into the black. Like, um, It could be that he was just so distracted by the dude screaming at him about being in his thing that he completely... He might have even forgotten that he was looking for you guys for a while. Enough time for you to literally disappear. Yeah, I'm going to assume that would be an infiltration stunt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, you, you guys are gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I think probably the simplest thing is just, I didn't know we were wearing stealth suits. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, you're, you're gone. Like, it's you're disappeared into the... You didn't see anything. He even di- he, I think he even doubts that you were there to begin with. He might have lost you earlier on and just been like, I just followed two random guys down to the docks and now I'm... The boss is going to kill me. <laughs> now he's busily booking a ticket off station. <laughs> so there is a, a possibility... There's an infiltration stunt, which, well, I guess this is maybe not super appropriate because we're just doing a stealth, but there's a five st- uh, stunt point cost infiltration stunt of fancy meeting you here. Mm. Choose a focus or talent your character doesn't possess, and an NPC of the GM's choice with that focus or talent appears in the scene within a few minutes. <laughs> so if we needed, if we needed uh, a particular skill or focus, <laughs> conveniently, our, friend, our buddy Fred shows up. Well, I, I think it's... It, this doesn't dictate anything about their situation, attitude, or identity. Ah. So Fred shows up, but there's no guarantee Fred likes us. Fair enough. So if we are going to try and do anything with this refrigeration unit. <laughs> so yeah, I think you guys are still heading for the refrigeration unit? Yeah, yes. I think so or at the, this point. Or as you guys think of it, the deadly, deadly death trap. Yeah, the murder corridor. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Down to the creepy murder basement, yes. So there, you get to the, the refrigeration unit, and it's... It's one of those like vacuum seal doors, which has the handle, which you just decompress, pull it open, and you hear the, you know, the suction. Not like not locked or anything, huh? No, it's it's just a storage room, man. So mm. you can well, you generally a lock storage. Yeah, room. I, mean, I, I, mean, you know, I like my thing. storage shed well, in the backyard. The, the <laughs> monitor who's on the the frigging docks, like <laughs> the, the, it's the, they've managed to catch the big scary man who wasn't supposed to be there to begin <laughs> with. So yeah, you. Get to the beer in the storage room, and as you look around, there's uh there's another there's a keypad on the wall. Like it's weird though. It's it's because because you guys rolled so high and you're like, I don't want you to lose that all that integration stuff. You do actually you notice this keypad that's on the wall. Like it's it's out of the way. It looks like they they put a box in front of it, but that box may have moved. Okay, so. There is a keypad on the wall. All right. Hmm. Why don't we take a look around here? But I'm betting we're going to have to open that door. I'm betting you're right. Let's see. Uh, 
See what we got. So yeah, uh, Casey's going to start looking around, see if he can uh, locate any containers that are marked with the uh, Amalfia Ambrosia's stamp, essentially. You know, identifying marks. One of uh, the rule for perception, I guess. Okay. Uh, is there? Well, not that it matters. I don't have a focus. So I was going to ask you if it was a particular type of perception check, but never mind. I don't have a focus in any of that anyway. So. It's not going to be particularly high. I mean, it's a stamp in a box. Yeah. They, I hope they... it's not particularly high because that's a nine. <laughs> Actually, it was a nine. <laughs> no, no, that works well. <laughs> so um, you uh, you do see you you see them. You actually see a couple of the boxes, and they're they're situated in front of that like they're next to the the box which you can see the the keypad through mm. see what i'm saying so so it seems like everything was everything was taken from ambrosial and boxed up in front of this one to specifically obscure this do you want to check the boxes yeah yeah I'll pop them open see what we yeah. got if anything they may just be empty yeah but they're nothing <laughs> yeah, of course they're super light Someone uh, has okay. run, grab one off. to pick it up and do that thing where you overestimate the weight of some things and you like sling it up real high <laughs> and fast. Yeah, that's it. They literally are. It's filled with nothing. Like there's, there's not even dust. Like they took everything. Hmm. Well, now, all right. Let's look at this keypad. So, is there another door and that's what this keypad opens, or is it just like it's a random keypad and we don't know what it does? It, it may open another door. Um, but I mean, we don't see a door right beside there's no, it. There's no obvious door. Okay. There's like... So it's a random keypad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think between the two of us, Casey is probably the slightly more technical. Okay. No. Is it not? I thought, nope. okay, I thought your character was a medic. So I was... He is a medic slash security expert. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Because uh, to. Cha, uh, Casey would probably know this. Chow's back history, the reason he has that OPA tattoo is because when he was younger, he fell in with a bad crowd <laughs> and was doing all kinds of shady stuff. Uh-huh. And he has, he has fled to to the ships to try and get away from that life of crime. Gotcha. So, so yeah, that's actually one of my, specifically one of my focuses. I have an expertise in security. Oh, wow. Well, have at it then. Yeah. All right. Do you want to fiddle with the lock? Yes, I do. Okay. So I have an intelligence of three. All right. I have a focus in security. And then a talent in security. Okay. So that gives me a total of plus six to my roll. Which my roll is a 13 plus six is a 19. Wow. And I rolled two fours. So I got a stunt die. <laughs> my stunt die was a five. Okay. What would you, what would you like to do with your stunts? <laughs> would you like to do this while balancing on one leg or something? <laughs> yes. While I am singing an old belter uh, love song. <laughs> Uh, let's see what I've got here. Uh, there's infiltration and then there are investigation, which I guess are the two obvious stunt trees that I could look at. Okay. So since I have five points, I'm looking at the infiltration thing here and I'm thinking, uh, my first one, I'm going to spend one point and use good instincts. Okay. Which lets me make a perception. It says appropriate focus, um, which I don't have any perception focuses. So I'm saying nothing with the same target numbers, the test you just made, and you will learn the most likely immediate consequence of the action you've just performed. Now, I guess the big thing there is I've already done it. Yeah. Like, so it's not like I can go like, what happens? And you're like, oh, uh, the alarm goes off. Well, I can't say, oh, I'm just kidding then. <laughs> yeah. Like I have to have done it in order to get this. So I'm going to roll my perception. Oof. Uh, I rolled four five plus my perception six. <laughs> yeah, I might have like, I got stunt dice again because I rolled two twos, but I mean, 
Well, no, I failed. Yeah. I'm sure I failed. Yeah, you failed. Yeah, so you only get stunt dice if you don't fail. If you succeed, yeah. And so I'm sure I didn't succeed there. So that that doubles doesn't matter. So yeah, I just got a six on that perception. So so you do have access to the pad, and you notice that the it's been accessed recently. Um, it uh, you would be used to this kind of coding, and okay. I'm going to give you information on this because okay. of what it is. This is OPA coding. Oh. So the coding behind there, you know, like the different fail states of it. However, I would like for Chad to roll a perception check. Oh, now, joy. I didn't get to, to fully say all of the, the okay. points I was spending, because that's just one stunt point. Yeah. So before any of that, before Chad makes his roll, so this might influence it, uh, I want to spend uh, three other points to, quote, cover your tracks. Okay. When you're hacking into a network, you impose a negative two on all future rolls to follow your trail related to this test. Okay. And then my last point I'm going to use to buy just a shadow which has gained plus one per stunt point spent, in this case just one, for your next test during this encounter as long as you remain unnoticed. So Okay, that's fine. If somebody bursts in and maybe I'm hidden, I'll get it. But if like if I shout out, hey, look at me, I don't get it. Okay. All right. So now, mm-hmm. Chad, save us. <laughs> I just made a bad choice. <laughs> I don't know. My perception isn't great either. So basically, I'm just hoping that the target number isn't really high. Oh, that's an 11 total. That, that's good, because you do notice something. Um, you can hear it. And you know the, the sound of... Have you ever used a vacuum bag? Like, well, for sealing oh, off yeah, meat? For like, yeah. Yeah. So you begin to hear that. that like a... Yeah. And you hear the doors, like, the, the door that was not locked, it seals. But it seals with vacuum. Like, it uses the vacuum to seal the doors. And you can hear... Air is being pulled out of the room. The air it? is being pulled out of the room. Casey will... Uh, Chow basically will hear feel Casey's hand coming down his shoulder. Chow? What up? Listen. And he, he's going to point out, you hear that hiss? So do I hear the... Yeah, well, now that he's pointed out yeah. to you, of course you do. Imam to Pashang. And this then across the, across the screen, Davey, as you're hearing this... Uh, vacuum pull out speaker chimes in it goes oye ding awala <sighs> care to tell the others what that means when he hears that Chow's gonna turn to Casey we're in trouble Copang there we have another episode from Fortunes Untold if you have any questions comments or ideas for games we should play please feel free to email us at fortunesuntoldpodcast at gmail.com or comment on the Fortunes Untold Facebook or Twitter if you want to listen to some more Fortunes Untold episodes, please subscribe to us on Google Play or iTunes, and of course at our home on the Nerds on Earth website. Thank you for listening, and roll on.